this is Shannon from SIS, the number four teachers.org. Thanks so much for joining us for our blog this week as we're going to be recapping the Math Might Show week two. So have you watched any shows? Have you watched it with your students in your classrooms? Are you a parent or have you played it for your children? How about have you tried downloading it for even a grandchild? We would love to hear how you're enjoying it or what episodes you maybe have seen. Last week was a great second week, getting the word out about the Mathmite show in Michigan. There are about six different channels that will be hosting it, and about half of those have gotten up and running. The Michigan Learning Channel is starting to pick up some speed, and of course, we have a ton of resources for you on our mathmites.org's website. MCUBE members, which is our Molding Math Mindsets, if you are a part of that, make sure you go in and download the PowerPoint that goes with each show. Maybe you haven't gotten to the lesson yet, depending on your pacing. Maybe you're getting ready to teach it, or maybe you're just not there yet. Either way, save the PowerPoints in the folder and you have a library of interactive lessons ready to go for in-person teaching, virtual or online teaching, or even if you're in a hybrid situation. This teacher's guide is for episode 215 and 216. This week, we focused on giving some background knowledge and really tips and tricks for you for teaching these episodes 215 and 216 in your class. The focus in January is numeracy talks. We're trying to create a theme among all the shows, K3. So we want to be able to change it up a little bit this week with what happens if you answer incorrectly. How do you respond if you get the wrong answer in a numeracy talk? In math practice, three, we have to give, really give the idea of constructing viable arguments and critiquing the reasoning of others. So you'll have a chance to apply the second half of that as you practice the numeracy talks this week. Look for specifics about number talks by grade levels in the corresponding sections below. Let's kick it off with kindergarten. The focus of 215 is adding word problems and 216 is sort of the idea of adding word problems with a quick draw. The I can statement is I can use objects or drawings to show that I can solve addition word problems up to 10. We have some great extension activities with the In the Barn in the Sandbox math work mats that you want to check out. For the numeracy talks, you want kids to be able to envision how many they saw. Take a picture of it instead of just counting it. And be able to tell us what one less or one more is than what they saw. The word problem adventure really continues in 215 and 216. In 215 in the kindergarten, we get kids to launch the idea of the lesson by having them pick their favorite pet and thus collecting data to show how numbers are not just abstract things, but they relate to things that are around us. Additionally, we want to show students that they use numbers to make mathematics decisions about the things they're thinking of. When we work with word problems, we're trying to get kids to really dive into the story, really act it out. In this show, we really spend a lot of time trying to help kids understand the concept of what we call a quick draw. This is an idea that if a story is about bananas, we don't actually have to draw fancy bananas. We can just do circles. It would take us too long to draw five bananas and then show three more bananas, and we'd spend much too, much, too much time doing a lot of the things that we could just do in a quick draw scenario for kids. For example, being on the farm, 
And thinking of four pigs and three sheeps, how many animals are there in all? It's a lot easier just to do the quick drawing. When we're going through the process, we're really going through the research of CPA, Concrete Pictorial Abstract. We're giving kids a map that really is depictive of the scene that we're talking about to help them relate and interact with the story. We're using two-sided counters for students to act it out. We're doing that quick draw and then we're having the kids bring the idea into a number sentence. There are several wonderful maps included in the extension, including the barn scene that kids can download, take home, that they really can help extend the ideas by acting out different story problems. And show 216, one of the scenes that we have set is in the street of both trucks and cars on the road. Now the kids understand that quick draws are needed. Now we don't really have to draw out the trucks and the cars. We want to guide them now into an organized drawing. This means we don't want to have random circles all over the paper, but we want to draw them in an organized, predictable pattern in our workspace. This will help with the comparison with which what we do in a lot in this episode. For this concept, Illustrative math uses simple partition lines to sort of show the quick draws organized, which I love. So if there's two trucks and four cars, how many vehicles are on the road? We would correspondingly draw two circles to represent the two trucks, draw the straight line or partition, and draw the four circles after. We want the kids to be able to apply that on their own. This helps them dive into story problems and see the pictorial representations would look like. We also have a frog story problem where we have the kids pick out of a frog pictures with a partition line quantitatively matching what they're talking about. So being able to see that picture and know exactly which story it goes with. We finally introduced the idea of number bonds, helping students to see the total, the part, and the part. As we move on to first grade in 215, we're going to be adding two-digit numbers, and in 216, we're doing 10 more, 10 less. The I can statements are I can understand adding two-digit numbers means that I need to add the tens, then the ones. The latter part of it is I can find 10 more or 10 less in my head. The extension activities for this one are ones you're going to want to download. It's adding with value pack, and then we have a fun 10 more or 10 less game. Our number talks in this episode are really primarily working with conservation to 20 with the double 10 frame. Like the kinders, we're going to ask what's more or less, but a little bit higher of a level. What's two less or what's two more? In 215, the I can statement means students can add two-digit numbers by adding tens and then adding ones. We invite students into the lesson by having them look at different statements to see if they're balanced. For example, 80 plus 5 equals 5 plus 8. Is that statement true? Is that statement false? Explain. We introduce value pack in these particular lessons because it really helps students to see the value of the number as they're looking for the, to see the kind of a statement. For example, if we had 70 plus 1 equals 80 plus 1. If you map those statements on the hide zero cards in the place value strips, which, which really value pack represents, it really helps kids to get that conceptual understanding. We also move into the idea of building a number with unifix cubes, adding tens and then ones. But we always want to build things in multiple modalities for kids to see. You'll see patterns with problems here and there's really research behind it. We had we have a decade number plus a two-digit number. So for example, you might see 37 plus 20 or 50 plus 23 or 60 plus 23. 
we bring back to the abacus here, which is a great way to represent our patterns of the decade numbers, adding a two-digit number. It helps kids see those quantities that they go together really well. To practice this, the extension activity has a fun game called Adding with Value Pack. All the cards in the game help students help students to add a decade number with another two-digit number that has something in a ones or a ten. It's a really great help for students to feel more confident in adding large numbers in first grade. As we move into show 216 in first grade, again we have the numeracy talk but we're focusing now on the ten more and ten less. Bringing in sub subtraction or addition, we ask kids to think about how they would solve different problems. Like what is 13 minus 10 or 15 minus 10? The idea of the multiple strategies is big here. One person might say they do 13 like they do the numeracy talks. They think of it in double 10 frame and they just take away a 10. Another student might think that we already know about value packs, so I'm gonna build a 10 and a five with place value strips, decompose it into 10 and five, and then put the out, take out the 10 and I have five left. Getting kids to visualize this is really important. We wanna to start to build the idea of base 10 blocks for students to visualize things like 67 plus 10. But what we want, but, but what, we, what it would look like is if there was 67 minus 10. The abacus also comes back again in this show because it's another great way to help kids to visualize adding 10 or taking away 10. For the extension activity of a game where students spin a spinner and they have to record 10 more or 10 less, as well as explain their thinking to someone. If you have a third grader or first grader who's ready to go further than this, we have a lot of great resources with taking with adding 10 and taking away 10 as you move into second grade that you certainly could use to extend this lesson up let's move on to second grade the focus on 215 is subtracting with two digit numbers and then 216 is subtracting with two digit numbers but you'll see there's a little bit of a difference so it's really i can subtract with two different different numbers we've kind of broken these segments up into two so you have part one and part two the extension activities are solving with dc and t pops and the number talks were ramping up adding the two digit numbers plus a two digit number we're also narrowing it not to just a dc even though we are really narrowing it, just the use of DC, even though we're solving it in more than one way. In this show, we focus on the STEM, I agree with your results, another way to solve it is. Hopefully kids will be able to see that you can decompose either number. Both 215 and 216 are on subtracting two-digit numbers, but the difference is in 215, we are, we are really doing non-regrouping, but in 216, we're looking at problems that have a regroup. I think, it's a, I think it's really important with second grade students to really practice the strategy of DC and T-Pops over and over and over again without a regroup. Kids will often hear, go next door and borrow one, but we don't want kids to get stuck, that stuck in their head. Instead, we want kids to understand the values of numbers. So in episode 215, DC and T-Pops battle it out, which is so fun. Kids get to see a bunch of non-regroup problems like 35 minus 26 and 30, or 35 minus 
23 written in maybe more of a traditional fashion. Toward the beginning of the show, we talk about students going through and trying to figure out if they need to regroup or is it a non-regroup. It's kind of fun because we do it side by side, laying out DC decomposing and then T-Pops doing with place value discs. And it's really great for kids to see this in a visual way. We do a lot of examples to show this and leave students with questions to ponder. I wonder what would happen if I tried to solve 53 minus 27. Obviously, this is going to take us right into episode 216, which is going to help students learn how to answer that question. The big concept that we want kids to understand is how DC decomposes by place value to subtract, which directly connects to how TPOP solves with place value. The extension activity has four problems that will connect these two characters. As we move into show 216, we're still subtracting the two-digit numbers, but now we're renaming or regrouping. Obviously, we're going to come back to this as students are going to be doing larger numbers eventually, but for now, we have students looking at problems side by side, like 45 minus 22 or 53 minus 27. Students should notice when looking at these two problems that one is really easy the 45 minus 22 because there's no regrouping necessary. But then when you look at the other problem, 53 minus 27, we know we have to regroup. So how can we solve it with DC? This episode is great for students and parents to understand regrouping in a new light. If I'm taking 53, yes, I can decompose it into five tens and three ones, but I really need to make it four tens and 13 ones. Again, we do this a side-by-side -side comparison with DC and TPOP solving the problems, but this time focusing on renaming and regrouping, not borrowing. If I borrow your coat, don't you want to pack at recess? Um, so we might look at these two strategies as kids, as our kids are kind of starting to stretch their thinking and to solve with both of the math mites. There's a really fun at home or at school extension for this one where you can solve problems two ways, doing it with T-Pops and DC. Lots of fun stuff that kids can use with that and they really are able to apply the strategy they've learned. As we round out talking about third grade, in 215 we start relating division to multiplication and then in 216 we relate multiplication to divisions. Those I can statements are I can answer a division problem by thinking of the missing factor in multiplication and I can multiply and divide easily and quickly with what I know about multiplication and division which are related. The extension activities are relating multiplication and division and one of my favorites, the fact flap card. So for third grade in 215, we continue to work on subtraction of two-digit numbers minus a two-digit number. In 216, we'll go a little bit higher and even have students in the number talks do three-digit numbers minus a two-digit number. In third grade, really want kids to be able to mentally solve subtraction problems. These problems are written horizontally on purpose, not stacked vertically, which is the key if you're doing number talks with subtraction. Also, you'll notice that these problems will require a regroup. If you tried to solve them, then traditionally they would involve a regroup. So you want kids to kind of think of that. And that's really the whole purpose. We want to push third graders to start thinking of that open number line and hopping in friendly chunks. We'll have students that will solve problems two different ways. One of which is less efficient with the other one maybe wanting to hop 10 at a time. But Springling really likes to hop far. She can even hop from 50 all the way to 90, which is much more flattering to her fur. <laughs> 
We want to help students to understand how to answer the division problems by thinking of the missing factor in multiplication problems. So I can figure out 32 divided by 8 because I know 8 times 4 is 32. We do a lot with what do you notice and what do you wonder. Now looking at both multiplication and division sentences. Of course, kids will notice different things about equations. So we bring them back to the idea that multiplying three times something equals 12, which circles back to the example of the groups of people that we did when we were multiplying at the beginning of this series. We were trying to figure out three groups that would equal Three groups of what would equal 12? Simultaneously, how can I figure out if I knew that 12 divided by 3 is, if I, put, if I took the 12 and I divided it eventually into three groups, we know that there would be four. So we're talking a lot about this relationship here and really for kids to be able to visualize it. Although we don't bring in the visual model prop process on purpose because we're going to do that in February, we do touch on story problems here and give students that idea of when they're thinking of story problems that you could use multiplication and or division. For example, we have 14 melons that are shared equally in two boxes. How many melons are in each? We could do two times something equals 14 or 14 divided by two. Also, we really want to help kids to be able to think through these kinds of problems using place value disks. How can they act it out and then make the connections for how multiplication and division are related? They have really great extension activities for this episode where they can relate the idea of division and multiplication sentences with both. This is great for third graders to make sure they fully understand the two operations. In 216, we build in the understanding of multiplication and division are related by showing kids that we can multiply and divide easily and quickly because of the understanding. We look at expressions like 4 times 10, 40 divided by 4, and 40 divided by 10. What do you notice about those? Lots of kids notice that they see friendly numbers and they put the idea using one inch square tiles and are able to create arrays that they can come up with two multiplication and two division statements given the array with the one inch square tiles. For example, I see four groups of five with the one inch square tiles, but if I wanted to, I could see the total of 20 and divide it into four equal groups. I'd know there was five in each group. I could also turn the array around and use the community property to understand that five times four is 20, and I could take the total and divide it into five groups, which means four would be in each group. We play a fun game called If I Know, Then I Know. If I know this about multiplication, how can I create a true statement about what I know about division? I think this really is helpful for students to be able to create an understanding about how multiplication and division are related. At the end of the show, Rhonda does one of my favorite things, as you know, a manipulative that was designed by my friend Kristen Hilty called the Fact Flap Card. Kristen Hilty is the founder of Making Math Make Sense, and I absolutely love the design of this card. We actually do a little bit of a make and take on the show, so you can take a fact flat card and use it. It's 20 flashcards in one. You can do multiplication on one side and division on the other, which really helps to support the language around these concepts. I can't wait for you to check out the shows if you have it, and I hope these behind-the-scenes tips and tricks are helping you as you start to integrate these lessons into your classroom. I hope you'll join us ne next week. Thanks so much for joining us.